Good evening everyone and thank you for joining us. This is Joan Gordon, a member of Mavilla Congregation and I am joined by Cindy Douglas, also a member of Mavilla Congregation. Hello everyone, lovely to be here. Some of you will remember us doing a previous podcast in which Cindy and I chatted on the theme of divine friendships. When Cindy and I were chatting about the content of this one, the same theme emerged as we thought about how other Christians had influenced and enriched us on our journey. So Cindy is going to have a further chat to us about her life, other Christians she has met upon the way, their impact on her and having a calling to follow Jesus. Cindy and I, as we talked, were in agreement that often we feel inadequate, we mess up and when God asks us to do something we are fearful and don't think we are worthy or capable. So we seek no glory for ourselves during the podcast but and are so thankful for characters in the Bible like Abraham, Samson, Moses and Peter because they show us that God can still use every one of us in spite of our imperfections and Jesus will empower us with the skills we need. Cindy will tell us during her stories about how amazed she remains at what she was and is able to do. But more of that later. First of all, Cindy will open us in prayer and then after that we'll have a praise item. Father, we thank you just we know your presence is with us, Lord. And we ask that, Lord, um, that you'll guide us through your Holy Spirit as we bring this podcast to you, to your people, Father God. We ask that they would be blessed um, and encouraged even by um, just some of the little things we're going to highlight here. It's in your name we pray, Father. Amen. Our first choice of praise item is a bouncy wee song called Every Move I Make from Go Chatter. There's a line in it which says, Waves of mercy, waves of grace, everywhere I see your face. Cindy will be talking about God's amazing grace in her life later on. Every step 
Yes, um, we have just uh, three little Bible readings, actually three little verses um, that have been relevant um, for uh, this part of my life. Uh, well, for all of it, actually, but um, for this part of my life. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 and thir- to 13. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And um, the second little one is Joshua 24, 15. And um, it's Joshua is telling the people, you know, um, uh, if but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And then the other wee one is a wee one from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And as we go on in the story, just um, you'll see the relevance of these um, we Bible verses. Okay. Uh, Cindy, as we were thinking of this podcast, you and I were recalling Christian friendships and instances where you felt God's hand at work in your life. In no particular order, and with the benefits of being able to look back, you can see how friendships with other Christians widened your horizons and added to your daily walk with God. Let's start our, our wee chat with when you were a little girl and attended a mission in Cumber where you lived. This is where you learned about being saved but probably didn't see the importance of that until you were grown up. Yes, unfortunately I didn't, Joan, see the importance of it. I was very young, I would say maybe about six or seven. But um, there was a faith mission tent up and I can remember it uh, at that age. Um, going to it and uh, they were up quite frequently round Cumber in those days but um, I attended it and um, yes they talked to us about Jesus and uh, came home with our wee verses and wee pencils and just um, it was a lovely safe environment but um, I was in bed with mummy uh, tucked up beside her (laughs) one morning and my stomach rumbled and um, she tells me that uh, she said, oh, are you hungry? And I said, no, mummy, it's just Jesus in my tummy. Um, but you didn't really, um, no, Jesus had to be in your heart, not your tummy. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. That's right. At that stage, uh, <laughs> he, was only in, he was only in my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy, what, what would you have said about your mummy then, about her faith and... I remember you telling me she was a church attender. She was. Um, Mummy uh, was very faithful in attending and taking us to Sunday school and church. And uh, we, you know, you just didn't miss. You you, you had to go. But um, later on, whenever I was saved, and that was in my 20s, and I come bubbling in with the news, Mummy, I'm a Christian. My mother just said to me, what are you talking about? You've always been a Christian. (laughs) 
and uh, she just didn't get it. But uh, as I told you the last time, I was speaking the last time about the the importance of the Bible study group to us, and um, through that Bible study group, we started to attend a, a Tuesday night at the Crescent to hear um, Derek Bingham, Bingham um, who has pa- sadly passed on, but uh, Mummy uh, went with us, which was lovely. And uh, actually through Derek, Derek Bingham's um, preaching, I believe that that had an impact on Mummy coming to the Lord. And Joan, you'll remember yes. us uh, going up um, with uh, the whole crowd was going yeah, up yeah, uh, to the Crescent. This. And how packed it used to be on a Tuesday night. Yeah. Uh, packed to the rafters and um, the praise was mighty, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Remember, the praise stands out for me. Um, but also we all went over every Tuesday evening after the service to the Villa Italia for some of their lovely Italian food and to discuss um, all the, just the events of the evening and um, what would got out of it. And you particularly, I remember, loved their ice cream. <laughs> Indeed I do, I can still taste it. Uh-huh. It was lovely. Uh-huh. Yes, and that, that was particularly important too, that, that um, time spent... Uh, it didn't matter where it was spent, really, what restaurant, and that's but right. it was um, that chance afterwards to discuss the, the service. That's right. And to have a bit of fun and a bit of friendship with other people. Yes, that's right. And then Derek Bingham continued to feature in your life, didn't he, when you went to listen to him yes. in the Spires, wasn't yes. it? Yes, he, he spoke in the Spires. Um, through um, Crown Jesus Ministries, and uh, we we went. Somebody suggested that we go to hear him there, and um, it was during uh, that evening. I noticed that the word for today was being given out. I had never seen it before. Um, UCB had a stand there, and um, I went over to speak to them and took word for today and then that's how I really ended up um, starting to give them out. First of all I wanted to give them out to um, the customers, the the clients who come into the shop and I used them just um, as a wee witness to give out and um, then I went on actually to do it for my villa uh, Mm, and still do um, Mm -hmm. uh, for my villa. Well, during our last podcast, we told everyone how we came to stay, how I came to stay with you, and how I didn't move out of your house until I got married nine years after we first took that chance that we get along okay as landlord and lodger. <laughs> My room in your house then served another purpose for another young Christian friend, didn't it, Cindy? Yeah. You want to tell us about Hazel? Yeah, Hazel is like a, a we adopted daughter, if I can call her that. Um, uh, she travelled to school in the bus uh, every day, um, back and forward, and she started to um, come into the shop and ask, could she leave her school bag before she got the bus home? And she would go and play about in the park. So then she just kept coming in, uh, staying a wee while longer, staying a wee while longer. And um, before time, we realised that... Um, Hazel was living in a then politically politically volatile area and uh, so um, 
she we she she just really wanted not to become safe place, yes she did and that's yeah. what it was like yeah. and she wanted to be your junior wasn't that what she, she wanted to be my junior she was uh, always asking me could she have a job and of course she was too young and um I, we wouldn't be able to insure and uh, so i kept telling her to come back when she was a wee bit older but hazel kept coming in anyway and she just ended up maybe you know doing wee errands and doing different things but then yeah. she did um, try um, an apprenticeship with me but decided that hairdressing wasn't for her but however um, in her she would come and stay sometimes in the in the, the wee room Joan as I yeah. say the wee haven um, she stayed there and actually she became um, a member of our bible study group young as she was and she loved it and everybody loved her and the group really nurtured Hazel and um, Hazel eventually gave her life to the Lord and um, the Reverend Ken McConnell baptised her and that was a lovely, lovely time for all of us. Um, Hazel now is a beautifully matured young woman with two children, married with two children and she works with the care for the elderly and um, she's a great example, uh, so she is for the Lord. Um, the Reverend Porter, who married John and myself, retired. Um, and then the Reverend John Carlyle came to my villa. Um, and he had an influence on how you came to join the church, didn't they, Cindy? Um, well, uh, the Reverend Porter, yes, actually. <laughs> it was, he, he must have been still here whenever the church, the actual church building went up, but Joan, because he showed me around the church building. And I can still, I can't remember why I came over. It just shows you how the Lord works. I don't know. Um, but as you, as we get into the story here, we know that uh, I was looking anyway to move to a church. And I knew uh, a church in my community. And I knew you had, um, were, were enjoying my villa. So I went to, went to my villa and uh, John was then just installed probably. Uh, or close to it and um, well I, I my life has gone on from then in my villa and the influence of John uh, was just amazing and and his wife Elizabeth and we still love them dearly and pray for them remember them in our prayers but John was a great support to me during difficult times um, uh, the bereavements of my parents and um, I remember he got um, John uh, asked me would I speak uh, during the Bible week regarding the Bible mm -hmm. study groups. Right. So it always must have been in his mind that he would, would have liked to have start one, started one up, but it just, it just didn't happen for him. But um, out of that, uh, a number of folk from Mavilla congregation uh, showed an interest. In and I'll mention Joyce and Ronnie. Joyce came up to me after it and said, I would love to belong to a wee group like that. I can still hear her saying it. And I said, it's God's group. It's not my group. And uh, it's certainly open um, for you to come along. And she and Ronnie came. Sally Shanks yes. came. Yourself, you were going anyway, Sally. And um, Edith and Desi Lemon came along after that. And then again, later on down the line, Hazel and Raymond came along. So we were quite a big group. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. in that time. I do remember it being uh, yeah. large. And um, you're saying there about uh, there. And, and Bill, uh, tell me about how Bill Bailey um, yeah. managed to get you in, uh, to be sec- church secretary. Yeah, well, before that happened... Um, I uh, obviously there were various other things that I'd got involved in in Movilla and been there a few years and uh, the timing I just can't remember properly but uh, I was in the praise group and I was in the choir and then eventually elected on to committee but Bill asked one evening um, that he wasn't he wasn't going to be there and could I do the minutes now this you have to you have to say you know <laughs> this was just you know out of the blue I I had nothing at all to do with it and again I, I see God's hand in it uh, I did the minutes for him and he must have thought they were all right because uh, he and Wilbert invited me round and had a chat with me and before I knew it I was being handed all the files and asked would I do secretary for the church I had a wee bit of background knowledge because I had done a course um, in bookkeeping and secretarial work. So I wasn't without knowledge, but I wasn't very au fait with the uh, computer. But I, I said that to Bill, I am not very au fait with the computer and my computer's a great big old thing that's sitting. So he handed me a, <laughs> he handed me a Reader's Digest book, everything you need to know about computers and sent me on my way (laughs) (laughs) every house had those in those readers Uh, agents at that time uh, yes so I did church secretary here and I was very blessed through it and Mm. I got to know the people in the congregation and also you get to know the workings behind the scenes and I always say that um, the church committee is a spiritual uh, it's a spiritual um, calling Mm-hmm. to be on the church committee, uh, committee. and um, I did enjoy my years in that but different things were occurring my mother wasn't my mother and my father were both um, mm-hmm. getting older and needed maybe more help and that so um, I did it for five years um, and then. yes I'm just thinking Cindy isn't that often the case that we get involved in things and if someone was to ask us how did that happen you can't recall it because it has just happened so seamlessly hasn't it these are the things that amaze you about god it's sometimes not the great big things in your life it's the little i see andrew nodding here he's in agreement it's the it's the 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 little things you know and it's only whenever you're going to do something like this and you start to think it through that you realize um just the how much of a part the Lord is playing in your life is if you let him guide you you know if you just say mm-hmm. um yeah. anyway you want to yeah to I'm just on. thinking on a more serious note you had a a really serious health issue which resulted in you being taken into hospital and then that meant for you redirecting your life didn't it Yes, well, um, the the health issue um, I, I talked about last time. I, I um, but I found myself admitted to the hospital <laughs> very quickly, and um, when they found out what was wrong with me, I had I had four days at home, and um, then I had to go in for a, 
a major surgery. And, uh, you know, it's a bit like now. It's a bit like you're not in control anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whenever you um, find uh, that you're ill and there's not a thing you're, you can do about it, you're dependent on God. Mm-hmm. Um, more, <laughs> more than you maybe were before. I, I know that God used that illness so much to bring me closer to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, just thinking too, sorry for interrupting. You're all right. How much worse it must be at this point in time when because of the virus people are not even allowed to have their partners or their, their it's, fam, close family or anyone to, the, to, keep, to give them comfort or keep them company. Or That's right. And Joan, that's so the reason worse. why. Yeah, I was very blessed because I was surrounded by Christians. Christians support um, coming in to see me on a daily basis. There were always members from um, our Bible study group or the church. Or, you know, I was always really well supported prayerfully. And I felt um, surrounded by God's love and God's people. But it, it nowadays, it, as you say, it is so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's why we need um, to always be thinking about the people who are ill and and we will we go on to pray about them here and uh, I know um, Mavilla are very faithful in their prayer for people Indeed. Um, what what thoughts were going through your head in the hospital because you made some quite big decisions about how you wanted your life to go forward didn't you yeah well I had been running the business for 18 years and um, that was quite a while and um, there were nine people working for me and I, I uh, it was constant and uh, you know as business does people will tell you who have their own businesses it takes over your life it can do you know because when you're finished you're so tired or you're so stressed or there's always issues and um, you know so I uh, had time to reflect on my life and how it was going because I think I was um, used to making then decisions on my own, you know, and I was I was maybe coming away from asking God, is this the right decision? I don't know. It's only in reflection now mm-hmm. um, that I, I, I can say that. But um, as I was lying in the hospital, obviously, uh, it's just you and me, God. Yes, I can remember saying that. It's just now you and me, God. Um the night before I was going into going for my operation and uh, I knew that there was a, polis- a possibility that that it was going to, that I could die from this so um, I was a bit like Hezekiah King Hezekiah um, I turned my face to the wall and I prayed to the Lord you know um, I don't want to die, Father, you know, uh, I feel I've more to do. And I rededicate my life to you. And I would say many make those promises, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I rededicate my life to you, Father God. Uh, but I want to live. And thankfully, I did live. Um, but... Uh, you 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 were asking me there what um, what the decision was following that yeah so the decision um, after that was that um, I thought I, I was 
I was months off work. I couldn't work. And my staff were extremely good. But um, I just knew I didn't have the heart for going back. I knew there was a new, I was going in another direction. Mm-hmm. I just knew, it. I felt God telling me. And uh, I knew that I was going to um, put the salon up for sale. But that's not an easy thing to do when you have other people dependent on you for their living or depending on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they weren't depending on me. But, um, but uh, God worked it out. When he has changes your, the direction of your life mm-hmm. and it has a plan for it, and that's um, where the Jeremiah 29, mm-hmm. uh, 11 to 13 come in, I knew I was going to be going in another direction, but I knew that the Lord was in it. I was trusting him, and I knew that he had had plans for my future. So I, I, I had everybody praying for me, obviously, um, about whenever I it pulled through, and then when I said I'd made this decision. And my friends like Muriel and Cecil, who were, have been so faithful to me um, in my Christian walk, um, they were a great help to me by helping me to decorate the salon and everything. Okay, so they um, they were really a marvellous help to me. And the salon sold so quickly. It was just, you knew it had to be God's work. Um, and the girls were all, um, they all stayed on. The, the lady who bought the salon kept them on. And uh, it was wonderful. Uh, just the transformation happened so quickly before I knew it, Joan, your bedroom had become the salon mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to um, change the name of the house because I just said, Lord, this is yours. You make it um, yours. And um, so we decided to call it Karis, <clears throat> uh, which means grace. And the wee salon was one-to-one because... Uh, there was more opportunity to speak personally to people because they were only coming in one at a time. Um, and I was able to share my faith. And, um, well, clients who were Christians, many were Christians who came to me, and we were able to talk with each other about different things. And um, it was just a, a total change in my life. And the wee plaque above the door was given to me, which was like another wee sign. It was the, the Joshua reading. And uh, it is, um, just read it to you, Joshua, Joshua 24, verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in the land where you're living. So the we the we saying was actually the second half of that. The we reading is, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, and that's it. Was easier for me to do than a lot of people because I live on my own, and um, so God was able to use even that, mm-hmm. and uh, I trust and pray that He'll go on serving uh, or using my house. Yeah. Um, and then what, what grew out of that then over the years was um, the, what we call the We Ladies Bible Study Group, which, which yeah. uh, you had a non-Christian friend actually came to that and yeah. is now, yeah. has now, now given her life to the Lord. Yeah, that, gr- the, that group was, um, I mean, that group was, again, was God. 
that's a, 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 it amazes me. That was just ladies. Uh, we called it actually New Beginnings. We we apply to it. We, we will say the wee ladies group. But it, we called it New Beginnings, and that included non-Christians. And it's just amazing. They did come to the Lord. There were a couple of them, actually. And then um, I told you the last time um, that I had got um, involved with prayer for Israel and through, through Enid and also the Lydia group. Um, the prayer for Israel has been going for a long time. The, the Lydia group, um, I suppose it's maybe going maybe 10, maybe 10 or 12 years now. But it's um, a cell in the house and, and uh, it's, uh, it's an American-based thing. But uh, anyway, Anne, a lady, Anne and Enid, uh, who you, you've, you know, my friend Enid, they uh, went on a Saturday or were invited on a Saturday. I was invited as well, but I worked on a Saturday and it curtailed me. But um, they went to uh, this Lydia conference and um, they came home and they were all buzz about it. And then they actually, to inform me, they came to my house first to inform me that they put my house forward for a cell group for the Lydia <laughs> prayer <very> group nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they were two members and that grew and that still goes on and actually Hazel Mays is part of it and Edith Lemon is part of it. Uh, yes, he used uh, to go to my villa. Uh, yes. Um, and and t- uh, tell us Cindy, what is it Lydia? Lydia is prayer, Lydia is um, prayer and it's um, Prayer for the nations, prayer for everything that comes up, maybe prayer about against the abortion, against mm-hmm. the laws that the government try to change. And, you know, you'll, you, you pray around all of that, mm-hmm. something that's happening um, somewhere and they, you, you know, you get, um, you're sent an email, let's pray about this. Um, you know, we, we've been praying about this protocol situation, you know, with the Brexit and... Um, well, I found the Lydia, I, I mean, at the start, I was sort of going, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm not, I, I was never one for praying out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never found it uh, easy to pray out. And here I am, <laughs> a prayer group going on. I was all right with the uh, the Bible studies and, and that. But um, the prayer, it's been amazing how um, God has um, used um, the prayer groups, both the prayer for Israel, and has um, I've learned a lot about praying and praying through the Word. Um, I'd picked out Psalm forty, just as a wee um, one. I know we all we've all now been looking to Psalm ninety one a lot whenever we've been praying through the COVID, and it has been an excellent Psalm. But this wee one I have um, had, and it is always. Um, it just always strikes me and I go to it and I can pray, I pray through it. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock. He gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and many will fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord, my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. 
Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. And it goes, the psalm goes on, it's a lovely psalm, we haven't, haven't time to read it all out. But it's worth the read, but I have used it to pray through, um, you know, and the word is alive. It's a prayer of David. It is alive, and that's what we find, especially with the prayers. If you have difficulty in praying, and we would use them uh, in the Lydia, we would use psalms, we would use any part of the Bible, that, and we'll bring it up, and we'll meditate on it, and we'll pray, use it to pray through. And that's basically that it is. I, I love the wee bit that, um, here in, in verse 7. It says, Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. <laughs> it's lovely. It's very comforting. Yeah. It's hard, Cindy, for any of us to think that, that you were daunted by praying out loud now. So that, that's a great encouragement and example to the rest of us who are maybe thinking that we can't really do it. It's oh. too much, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, I always, I always know when I'm being led by the Spirit. There were times when I knew I prayed because I felt I'm in a room with full of people who expect me to pray, and I prayed, and you know, <laughs> I, I'm sure Jesus took it and, and <laughs> made it fragrant before the Lord, <laughs> but it was more of myself and more because I felt I had to do it. But the learning to wait on the Spirit, wait on God mm-hmm. and pray through his word, has it's still I'm still learning at that, Joan. I'll never be till I get to heaven. Yeah. I'll never be through it. Well, Cindy, presently you and Raymond Mays co-lead a Bible study group, uh, which before COVID restrictions met in your home, but now takes place via Zoom. Um, and Raymond took over from Ronnie Gamble, who started out with you initially. Because of the virus, you and myself and others in the congregation have had to embrace technology and being in front of the cameras. And this can have its challenges with dodgy internet connections, unexpected callers at your door, dogs and cats that want to get in the action, and devices that fall over at inappropriate times. But we continue to learn how to do new things as God leads us, which I think you've spoken about there just Mm -hmm. a while ago. Um, Our time's up. For the evening, Cindy, and thank you so much for sharing your life and thoughts with us. Do you have any final words for our listeners? Yes, I do. Uh, in this time that we're in, it is, it's more difficult to keep in contact. But um, we have, through the Zoom, as have all the um, Bible study groups, and now um, there's a prayer group going to be on through Zoom. So um, I, the only thing I can say is that we stay united and strong in the Lord. Um, we keep these groups going and we have trusted friends around us and the, that's where the wee Proverbs 27 and 7 comes in. Um, it's uh, as iron sharpens iron so one man sharpens another and it's simply just uh, I take out of it that um, when you stay in close contact with other Christians, people that you can rely on, um, you can keep each other right and on the path and um, through the word of God, um, you, you can, when we study it together. Um, and uh, I, I just say, wait on God's timing for this. He has a time for this. And it, this too will pass, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and um, also, um, for anything that you go to do um, for God, he gives you the tools. I've learned that. Mm-hmm. And um, I could start off, when I started off here, I'm feeling nervous. But 
once I get going, I'm sure like you, John, oh, yes, absolutely. you know, yes. you feel um, God just mm-hmm. taking over. Um, yeah. And that's wonderful. Right, well, our final piece of praise is Guide Me, O Thy Great Redeemer. An old hymn which so beautifully sums up what we have been talking about this evening. It's a more modern version, also from Go Chatter Collection. Cindy, could I ask you to close our podcast in prayer? Yes, thank you. Um, Father, we just give you all the glory that's due your name, Lord. We, we um, know you're sovereign and um, we look to you for everything, Father, in our lives. We thank you, Father, that your holy presence is always with us 
And we thank you, Jesus, for your work on the cross and for your leading us through your Holy Spirit. And we ask your forgiveness, Lord, when we neglect coming to you, Father God. Um, we couldn't live without you. We thank you, Lord, that we know we're part of your wonderful plan of redemption for all your creation. And that we know our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, that Lamb that is Jesus. We pray um, for our church, Father God, your church. We pray a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. We're your, you wear your church for this day, Lord, and we need you. We thank you for all the technical ways you have made it possible to connect through this pandemic and the gifted men and women you have brought forward to use them. We thank you for Robert and Gillian in their ministry here and we ask for a fiery thorny hedge of protection around both them and Alistair and Julia. May no weapon formed against them prosper. We pray also for all the leaders here, Father God. We pray that, Lord, that you will use all their giftings, Lord, to the benefit of your church, Father. We are your watchmen on the tower for this time, Father God. We will pray you will not find us sleeping, Lord. Keep us alert. Keep us strong, Lord. Keep us trusting in you, Lord. And keep us united in your love and fellowship. We mourn with all who mourn, Father, at this time. And we ask your blessing upon them. And we pray for all who are ill at this time and having to wait for treatment because of COVID. Comfort them, Father, with your shalom peace. For those suffering um, financial, emotional pressure, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would be with them. And we thank you, Father, for the vaccine. We believe it's from you, Father. And we pray for the nations that through this pandemic, you will save many souls, Father God. Many will see and many will fear you, Lord, and put their trust in you. We know that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, Lord, but against your powers and principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Father God. But we praise you, Lord. We know that you have won the battle. And we keep looking up to you, Jesus, and we say, come, Lord, come. Amen.